Welcome to You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things scream-free. My name is John Allen Turner. Yes, it is. And seated next to me is my good friend and colleague, Hal Hi. Edward Runkle. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm I'm feeling I'm a little under the weather. Are you? I'm feeling a cold coming on. Hmm. Not been sleeping well. Been working too much. Wow. Well, that happens. What's uh, you've got something going yeah, on with I, your I eye there? Well, what it is was that? much worse. Or I have no yeah? idea. Did, did disgusting. Did Jenny hit you in the eye? Yeah, probably in is the middle. Happened? Maybe that's why I'm not sleeping well. Well, She's this is a safe place, me. Hal. If you need to share anything, this is a good place for you to... Now let me just put my sunglasses on. <laughs> oh, I walked into a door. Yes. Yeah, okay. It All was. Right. It was. Yeah, I don't know what this is. It's disgusting. It's, well, is it disgusting? I don't, no, I don't it was. view that stuff as disgusting. It's not like it's oozing or Dude, weeping. Isn't that what they call it? It's weeping? I think that's the medical term for like right. an, blood an oozing, eye? For an oozing wound. That's lovely. It was, yeah. I don't know. A couple days ago, I could look to the left like that, and it was dark red on the inside. I have no idea what happened. Huh. Okay. Who knows? Sorry. (laughs) Who knows? It's probably indicative of some (laughs) life-threatening There's something going on. Okay. I'll be fine. Hey, you know what I did? Have you you upgraded to iOS 7 yet? No. Are you supposed to, like, get a thing saying upgrade? Like a notice or something? No, you just... Everybody... Every, everybody in the world knows that the upgrade is out there available. But do you have to go get it? Yeah, you have to go get it. Why would I do that? You, you Do you ever sync your phone with your computer? Uh, no, it's all on iCloud, so it, I don't have to. Yeah, um, okay. But when when you do sync mm-hmm. your com, your uh, phone with your computer, it uh, it tells you, it automatically starts the upgrade. That's great. Yeah. So... He, um, so this is, but this is not for your computer. This is no. for your phone and your your right. tablet. Right. It's it's an operating system. Yeah, I'm aware of where iOS yes. stands for, but I just didn't know if it meant <laughs> your computer as well. Uh, so um, my kids, of course, yes, mine did have too. Have to like the day. Oh, they it both comes mine out, did. Yes, right. And it took them three hours because everybody was trying to download it at the same time. And but what did your because so we, I, I still don't get this. You and I, you and I know. Yeah, you yeah. and I have talked yeah. about this. How frustrating I am. Frustrated I am with Apple. But they did that, and for whatever reason, twenty four hundred of no forty two hundred of my songs from my iTunes account. Yeah, got automatically downloaded to their phone. Yeah, because it's all in the cloud. Why? Well, because they, they didn't ask it to download it to their phone. Why did it automatically download to the phone? There's something in the settings. They've got a. That's the generic answer for everything. I mean, it's something so annoying. Why would it do that? And so now, and here's the deal. Guess how do they have to, how are they going to get rid of those? Manually. Song by song? No, they don't have to. That, they couldn't Again, figure out a way to get synced, rid of them. If they would ever sync their phone to an actual machine, mm-hmm. then that would take care of it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Now here's so my kids did it immediately, yeah. and then they were um, they were kind of making fun of me because I had not. Yes, my done my son did right? the same so, thing. So uh, making fun of me. So the other night I was in um, where was I? Where did I just get back from? I was in Columbia, South Carolina. Yes. So I was there overnight. I was uh, speaking to the the good folks there at Fort Jackson. Jackson. Fort Jackson. Yes. And uh, so anyway, I, I get off the phone with my kids. I was FaceTiming with them, and then uh, and they're making fun of me. So I think, well, I'll just do it now. Mm-hmm. I'll just uh, start the this process. 
And uh, and so I start the process, and it it did it failed. Mm. So it didn't complete. But it had gotten far enough into the process that it was, uh, I guess, resetting my phone yes. when it failed. So your phone doesn't work. So my phone, I could not get my phone to do anything. Right. So then I had to start the process over again. And then I realized I've not set the alarm on my phone. I have to get up in the morning. Uh-huh. And it was like 12.15 at this point in time. And uh, in the AM, in the AM, okay. yes, twelve fifteen AM, post midnight, yes. And uh, so, so I started over, and it, it failed again. And then it became personal. Mm-hmm. Like at some point in time, I realized I could just say forget this and shut everything down and call downstairs for a wake up call or use the little alarm clock that they provide for you in the room there at the uh, suites. Of course, you, you could, know. but. But it was personal. Mm-hmm. I could not let it go, and so this is this is, this is diagnosable. <laughs> is it? Yes, I, it I, is. I'm a professional. I lean a little in the OCD direction. Uh-huh. I am aware of this, but it had uh-huh. become a personal thing, and so I was up until a little bit after three in the morning installing iOS. 7. So it, it finally worked. It finally worked, and my phone works now. It looks. I, I I'm not a fan of the new layout. It's a little um I haven't even seen it. Hello Kitty ish. Like it looks very cartoony. Right? Oh yeah. yeah the, the, you see it? It's, it's a it's, little it's not as, as defined. Yeah. The the uh whatever those things icons are. The not icons as are defined. a little bit different. Yeah. And again, it's to me it looks a little cartoony. Yeah. A little yeah, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but I'm not a fan mm. of it so far. Well, and some of it's because I got me. off to such a great start. Yes. Well, more reason for me it. not to do it. Why do we, especially why do our kids have to have <laughs> the upgrade? Like, <laughs> gotta what, have it, man. Like, like the commercials make fun of it. I know. What in the world would inspire you to line up at the Apple store to get the new thing? Whatever the thing is, a new tablet, a new iPad, a new iPod, a new iPhone. What is there anything in the world that could get you to camp out overnight? I saw in uh, uh, one of the cities, people were paying homeless people to to uh, sit in line for sit them. in line for them. What for what the is new that? Phone. Have you ever camped out for anything? Concert tickets. Who who was it? The Rolling Stones. Rolling no, Stones? it was the Who. In 1989, their big out for the reu- reunion tour thing. Yeah. yeah, that was a good tour. Well, Stevie, Stevie if... Ray Vaughan was playing, and he was yeah. one of my heroes, and so that was pretty cool. But now that that's that era is gone. People don't camp out for tickets they, anymore. They don't have to because you get everything online, right? But people still will camp out. They'll camp out for the new iPhone when it comes out. It's what? no, they did. Yeah, what they will do it every time. What I don't, I don't either. I don't understand that. Well. Well, there we do understand it. On on some level, it is just more evidence how pe- how much people are starving for hope. Do you think that's what it is? Well, yeah, that, 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 well, the, the the new iPhone represents hope. Of course, they're hoping for their life to improve. Everything anybody ever does is with the idea that doing this will make me happier. Well, it's also a little bit of, and we've talked about FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Fear of out. missing out. Sure, and at. And so I am trying to protect whatever happiness I have in that regard, fearing missing out, because if I miss out, then my happiness will be depleted. I, or I'm... It, it's, it, this is a weird, bizarre 
mathematical equation because my my uh, happiness is not diminished. It is only diminished comparative to someone else. If that's how you're defining your happiness. Right. I'm not as happy as that person is. That is what... Therefore, I am unhappy? That is what the immediacy of social media has done, is made our happiness even more relative to what we see everybody else around us doing. Now, certainly advertising has done that for decades, but now you are getting... I mean, imagine a hundred years ago if you were getting... 5,000 letters a day in your mailbox <laughs> from anyone you ever knew. I'm trying to think, what did people camp out for 100 years ago? You know, like, what was the thing they would line up for? They would camp out to see the stars. That's the only way they would They lined out. up for land yes, in Oklahoma. they did do that. Right? <laughs> so they, they did do that. got all up at the, the, the border, and they, sh- they fired a pistol, and people ran uh, out and claimed land. Like that scene in that movie, whatever, yeah. with Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah which was on uh, in the background while I was loading oh, really? my phone. Oh, really? Far and away. Yeah, yeah, Wow, that's actually a good movie. But... uh I just found a video. Oh my gosh. <laughs> one of the all-time great videos. I can't believe no one has ever made a bigger deal of this. Or maybe they have and I just totally missed it. But this is <laughs> It's, well, it's called. It's, be good. Yeah, it's called the running of the Jews, oh, and yeah. it, it's this Jewish. I, I think I may know why yeah. people haven't made such yeah, a big exactly. deal about this, but, but okay. But it's uh, this Jewish camp. But it's it's actually it links to videos. Not just obviously not Jewish camps, but just Jewish camps. <laughs> but it's Parents Weekend. At oh overnight yeah, yeah, camp. yeah 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 yeah! I've and seen a sleepaway camp. Oh yeah. my word! They are yeah they're they're all at the lining line up and the 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 camp uh, officials are right there saying you know yes. we, we just line up do this in an orderly fashion we're gonna ask people not to and they take the, drop off. the gate and they well, take all off. these parents they're pushing each other out of the way <laughs> elbowing people, them these and... huge fat guys who haven't run in years <laughs> are stumbling down the road with the chance that they're going to get to their kid before anybody else gets to their kid <laughs> it is such a wonderful illustration of what's everything that's wrong with our society <laughs> what are you doing so but it's again funny. did people camp out before social media yeah, I, yeah, people did. Yeah, obviously, I mean, saying. concert tickets and for sure. land and things like that. But this is our equivalent of a parcel of land in Oklahoma. Yeah, is that what we've come to? And, and again, all those are—it's uh, all centered around hope. That I, my hope for something better, hope for land, my hope to experience something with a concert, my hope to have something that's going to give me greater experiences. We have this incredible longing in us. Zensucht. Zensucht. Yes. The German word German. for this sort of happy, sad mixture of emotions. And it's this it's all rolled up into one. And it's this this uh, ultimately insatiable longing. Right. That we have. Yeah. That that will never be uh, fulfilled. Right. And the closer we get to that fulfillment, the more acutely we are aware of the gap How far between. Away. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But technology and social media, what it does is, it at the same time, it gives us a sense of, of relief from that pain, if you will. Yeah. That, that pain of recognizing that uh, we're always going to be a little incomplete. Mm-hmm. Because it gives us another distraction to uh, away from that pain. Yeah. But at the same time, it also creates more of that pain. Oof. Because all this connection to everybody else and everybody else putting forward their thoughts, their photos, their yeah. Whatever. Everybody is weighing in on whatever you post. It 
it just increase. I think we talked about it several podcasts ago, but it just increases the. It's what I call the high schoolization of society. Yeah, is is the effect. I, of I it. might even say the middle schoolization. Yeah, exactly. Just constant comp- comparison and my and this idea that mm, uh, I'm on a stage at all times. Yeah, so I'm constantly having to put forward a persona. Yeah, that that is not really authentic. Right. And so, and that fosters this kind of imposter syndrome mm-hmm. that, that I think I've talked about before, you know, that, that uh, well, if you knew the real me, so I'm afraid of being you would not affirm sure. me at, at the same level. And so, uh, so I can't ever show you the real me, Yeah, which adds to the loneliness, you know, because I have this idea in the back of my head that, well, if you, you're not really accepting me. Sure. You're accepting the me that I'm showing you. Which is nothing new. We've no. had that for, for, for millennia, but in the age of social media, it's just happening more often, more quickly. And that's what I say about technology, is technology doesn't create these problems. Technology reveals and amplifies it what's already there. Accelerates them. Yeah. Right? Again, imagine your mailbox is filled with 5,000 letters <laughs> every day with pictures of kids from all the people around from you. From everybody you've ever met. Right. Yeah, pictures of kids and the food that they're eating. And then you wake and, up the next day, and it's filled and again. another one, yeah. And how how can you digest that? At some point in time, it becomes a full-time job. Like, I have friends on Facebook, and I think that it's is their full-time job. I mean, it is all day, every day. It's, it's terrifying. They but, like everything. You know, the fact yeah. that I, I went to the gym, and they like it. <laughs> you know, the of course, fact. the fact that you're saying you're going to the gym. I say, not, I'm saying that I am at the gym, not that I'm going, uh, but that, that I'm at, at the, the gym. gym. Yeah, and that's better. It provide, you know, what it does for me. Oh, it, pro- it provides a little bit of accountability mm. to me. All righty, that, that I, I can look back and I can say I went to the gym four times last week mm-hmm. because you see it on your timeline. That's right, on your Facebook timeline. Yep. Mm. Yes. Okay. This is you're, you're saying. I know it you don't. I know. Yeah, you're, I am. You're saying it proudly. You're I, standing up, and I'm not ashamed of it. And you can try to true. shame me with your little smug look over there. Well, all is, you want is your eye. Well, is, is that your, a smug look or is that just your eye? No, look, yeah, my yeah, ugly your weepy red eye. eye. <laughs> you're, I thought you were giving me the stink eye. No, turns out that's a medical condition. There you go. <laughs> Is, I'm just wondering, is your is your iOS seven is that helping with that accountability? Not yet. It's not. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. No. Uh, that's what they're hoping for. Now, I also read this article. I don't know if you saw this or not, but um, the number of cell phone related injuries is increasing. Yeah. Has doubled. Yeah. In the past, like since 2006. Because you're walking into a pole or tripping they, off this a curb. One, they, they were interviewing uh, medical personnel in ERs, and they said, we're seeing an increase in people who have sprained their ankles or even broken their ankles because they've walked off the curb mm. without realizing it. The zombie apocalypse <laughs> is this. Is, is this us. why zombie movies are so popular right yeah. now? You think? I think we've talked about this before. You and I have offline, but really? the good people out there listening in podcast land have never heard this riff well, my, from Hal Runkle. My, well, it's not from me. It's my friend Owen Edgerton. Oh yeah, yeah in <laughs> yes. Austin, right? Yes, yeah, he's, he's a comedian. A he's a comedian and, and and writer, a fantastic writer in Austin, Texas, and he has this whole bit, this whole piece on how horror movies reflect society. So a few years ago, it was all vampires all the time. What did that mean? The undead. I mean, it's it's similar with it's the it's the same thing that's similar, but also living. I mean, think about wanting it. to live forever and this sort and of obsession also, with youth. And vampires are always beautiful, and they're also living off other people's lives. Oh yeah 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 which okay. Is, defines which is uh, Facebook uh, and reality TV. Exactly. Yes. 
Exactly. And in the in the fifties, the horror movies were like uh, the Blob, the, and also, um, but in invasion stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, because we, we were afraid of Cold War stuff. You know, the communists, yeah. right? And so it was the so day the, the aliens world would come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the day the Earth stood still. Yeah, that. And uh, uh, what was invasion the... of the body snatchers was a yep. big one. It's all yep. about someone coming from without to come within, and so we were afraid of the mm-hmm. communists. Whatever. Eighties, it was these morality plays, these slashers, and who got oh, killed? Oh yeah, yeah. Jason and Friday the Thirteenth. Who got killed first? It was the the was the, was the fornicators. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the kids having sex. Right? It's true. Yeah, it was. It was. Kevin Bacon was, was one of those kids. Really? In the first Friday the 13th, Kevin he Bacon was, was one of the first ones that got killed. Okay. Yeah. Fornicator. I know. Yeah. That served him right. It served him. Yeah, yeah that's that what that happens. That when you go to camp and fornicate, you are likely to get stabbed in the chest. By so there you have it, kids. Homicidal maniac. There's another reason not to have sex at camp. And now it's all zombies because we have our faces stuffed down into our smartphones. And this is why, uh, according to Hal, mm-hmm. we should just go back to landlines and uh, telegraphs. Yeah, uh, I think handwritten letters will handwritten be, letters. suffice. Yeah. Cursive. Right. With cursive writing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We need Which to, they're we not need... teaching in schools anymore. And they shouldn't. They, because everybody's you typing on computers. You should learn to type. Yeah. Yes, you should learn to type. But Curs- no cursive. Cursive handwriting. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I never, but how I... will we ever get back to the age of the handwritten letter? I, 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 I just got rid of cursive hand. I started writing in all caps like a man. Is it? Um, <laughs> like third grade. <laughs> Same thing. I know. I think it was it middle too. school when really? I was like, eh, forget this. Yeah, it's cursive, cursive nonsense. This isn't working for me. Yes, I wrote. <laughs> I wrote faster in all caps and felt more manly. Okay. Uh, so, no, oh, and uh, so last night when I was driving back mm-hmm. uh, from uh, South Carolina, I was listening to oh, my friend Faith Saley has a podcast on uh, Entertainment Weekly, okay. and she was talking about concert etiquette. Mm. And uh, one of her colleagues had been to a a concert, and they were talking about how many people are with their smartphones at the concerts, recording it. And even, you know, like guys with two hands holding up their iPads to record record a concert. Right. And, okay, so many questions this raises. First of all, what are you going to do with that? Exactly. Because it's not... Have you ever watched one of those videos? Oh, it's they're, terrible. They're not the, good. The audio is horrible. Audio is muddy. You, and nobody the wants to is not see it. Steady. Exactly. Nobody wants to it's watch. It's nausea-inducing. Your... But then also, so they're uploading it to YouTube or whatever, hoping, and nobody wants to watch your no. stupid video. The second thing is, uh, people who are watching the concert through the screen instead of watching the concert in like an unfiltered, right. unmediated form. And I've even noticed this, like sometimes I get the opportunity to speak at larger churches, mm-hmm. and larger churches sometimes use these uh, sure. I- iMag screens, yeah. you know, to so people in the back can see what my face looks like. Sure. Um, I don't know why they would want to do that, but that's beside the point. That's too easy But I'll even to... see people on like the first few rows who are watching 10 feet away from me. the screen. They're watching me on the screen instead of mm-hmm. watching me. Because we are screen attenuated. We, I don't. Uh, yeah, I d- it's like we can't have an unfiltered experience anymore. Mm-hmm. All of our experiences have to come through a screen. Right. Well, it's what all the in the nineties we had these you know uh, movies warning about virtual reality. Obviously, The Matrix being the number one mm-hmm. of those, but it's the screenification of life. 
You're big into ifications. Ifications, yes. High schoolification. No, I said high schoolization. High schoolization. Yes. Screenification. Those are critical differences, John. And fornicating. And fornicating. Fornication. Yes. Critical differences. Lots of shuns going on. So we we are becoming again so attenuated. There's my word of the day. Thank you. Very nice. To live to living through screens that we are uncomfortable. This was uh, this is um, a viral video going around right now of uh, Louis C.K.'s appearance on oh, Conan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, know, yeah. He talks yeah. about how kids shouldn't have smartphones right? because it teaches them, or it it, it um, prevents them from, from learning, learning empathy, basic empathy skills, yeah. right? And so, he, if I look at you in the face in person and say you're fat, you're going to see then, my reaction, and then I will realize, ooh, I don't like the way I feel, right? Because something I've said has caused that reaction. But if I can just type it into a screen. Then I don't see the other person's reaction. I don't reaction. have to I see the other yeah. person's reaction. All I do is get the false sense of superiority mm-hmm. that it creates by no, 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 look at me, and then I walk away. But again, bullying is nothing new. Bullying has been around for forever, and will always be around, unfortunately, because yeah. it comes from a place of insecurity, which we all have. Another point in that video, he talks so brilliantly about Louis mm-hmm. C.K. He talks about how. There is a place in that insecurity. It's going back to that Seinsucht thing we were yeah. talking about earlier. This he calls it a, a place of sadness that we all have. That this, we need. yeah, I'm going to be alone, or I I, I, I feel am alone. alone, or whatever. So he talks about you know when when I feel that feeling start to rise up in me, I feel compelled to grab my smartphone and just text hello to about fifty people to see who responds because that makes me feel less alone. Yeah, now you know, I'm connected to somebody. Okay. This is what <sighs> you and I, some of our favorite philosophers, called this existentialism mm-hmm. and this existential angst. Like I have this basic baseline discomfort with existence itself because I realize ultimately I am alone. And obviously you think about death and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And and there's this, uh, you know, Woody Allen would say, once you come to grips with that, then you can really live. That was so much of his comedy based sure. on that. But he's saying we're denying ourselves the richness of coming to know ourselves that way by fending it off, fending off that feeling. By medicating with these pseudo relationships. And, and that's at best what you can get. I mean, I, you know, I, I am I, I'm not you and I don't share these opinions about social media. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I'm a big advocate of social media because I, th- yeah. I think so there there are a lot of great goods that can be gained via social media, but they can never be a substitute for real live flesh and blood human contact sitting in a room with the same person. True. And, and looking them in the face and sharing something real. And no one would debate that except maybe Zuckerberg, right? Right. Who, even, you know, his whole thing was, I want to take the whole college social experience and put it online. Right, which you know? has, the, the results have started to come in, and that's not working. Well, but here, the real debate is, can we have social media and still pursue one-to-one real-life relationships. Because we don't, one-to-one real-life relationships are never going to provide the immediate feedback, the uh, immediate right. novelty, 
You know, see, the brain loves novelty. It's one of the reasons why... <laughs> yeah, it's, innovation and... It's one of the reasons yeah. why internet pornography is so addictive, can be so addictive. Because, because there's because an endless stream of new? Yes. Okay. Constantly new, constantly new, constantly new, right? But that's basic internet addiction. It's constantly yeah. new. I've got a stream, right, of, okay, I don't have to focus on that because this is new, and then this is this, and then this is this, and your brain never gets tired of that. It's like societal ADD or ADHD. Why should we be surprised? Right? Yeah. Right. That our whole society has sort of embraced this. And so, you know, it, it's fascinating. I, I jot down little notes before we come in here to talk, you right. know, about what's going on in the world or whatever. And we don't always get to everything. And I think, okay, well, maybe we'll cover that next mm. week. But by the time next week rolls around, the news cycle has gone through four different stories, and now we're on to whatever is next. Right. And that thing that was earth-shattering two weeks ago, that thing that we were going to be talking about forever... Twerking. Yeah, is gone. It's gone. Yeah, who is talking about Johnny Manziel's whole controversy exactly. with the NCAA? Nobody's talking about that anymore. We've moved on. And that was supposed to be earth-shattering. I know. Right? The Miley Cyrus stuff at the VMAs. I and know. that was supposed to be a cry Life for help. and changing. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't. It isn't. We've moved on. Who's the, the philosopher we like? Nassim Taleb, is that his name? Yeah. Yes, and his line, if you want to be cured of an addiction to news... Read, read the newspaper from... The previous yeah. week yeah. for a year. J- don't read today's newspaper. Read last week's Just put newspaper. yourself on a week-long time delay and see what was important last week. And, and he said, you'll be cured of your news addiction. Yeah, it's you true. See, it's nothing. And so it's one of the reasons why I like magazine news. I I read Time Magazine and Newsweek because they have a week or a few days at least to reflect on. To marinate on this stuff. And other stuff just kind of dies away. And and they have to filter out what is trivial. You know, what's interesting, here's how how it's affecting parenting, is the same thing is all again immediacy, immediacy, immediacy. Well, one of the things that's horrible right now is that we no longer have report cards. Okay, we have report cards are yeah. not mailed home. You anymore. can you you log into the, it's learning yes. or Angel or whatever Ours your school's program IQ is called, or yeah. something like that. Yes, and you can see in like, real you time can monitor their grades almost moment to moment in real time. Yeah, it's it's like monitoring your stocks day and, by day. Yeah, and or, that's why the the guys who do that, the day traders, you know, who are monitoring it moment to moment, yeah, end up breaking even at best. Well, because it's over analysis. They never look at the long-term trends. And it's the same thing with our kids' grades. Mm-hmm. We're so obsessed with, you made a, this grade today. Why is, this, why is there a zero here? Why is there a zero here? Why? Why? Yeah, what you happened? Know? What happened? You got a D on the test today. Yes, you're going to We know whatever. that before they even come home. Right. So, you know, that used to Of course, to then be... they explain, well, actually, I, uh, uh, he said we didn't have to turn it in yet, and so I'm turning mine in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't believe you, because there's sure. a zero. It says zero. It, that brought your average down to an 86, and that's going to keep you out of super... <laughs> Hyper advanced, whatever. Right. Yeah, we get All so over. freaked out about the the level of advanced courses too. Like when I was a mm-hmm. kid, there was regular and there was advanced, mm-hmm. and there was remedial. Yes. Okay, that was it. And now there's like, reg, there's on level, there's yes. advanced, there's super advanced, gifted and talented. There's hyper advanced. Yeah. There's nuclear advanced. There's you know, come on. And at the same time. 
the SAT and the ACT have since 1994 had twice to adjust been dumbed down. Yeah. Yes, twice have been so dumbed down. So clearly this uh, this obsession with micromanaging and accelerating things has not worked very well for us. And part of it is this addiction to immediacy, immediate and- results, immediate gratification. We want to overhaul whatever system it is, whether it's the healthcare system or the educational system, and we want results by next year, by this time next year, because we have an 18-month election cycle. Right. And so if I don't have you know, results that I can demonstrate and I can codify and I can put out there for people to look at and chart right. and graph, then I may not get reelected or whatever, right. and we just scrap the whole thing. You know, Everybody is freaking out over this uh, shift to common core stuff yeah, yeah. in the education world. Yeah. And I just want to say, it's a flavor du jour. I mean, it's yeah. it really, once the next election happens, there's going to be something new. True. But And that's what we love. Yeah. Oh, it's new? Good. Ooh, it must be better. I want to camp out for it. Newer is better. Newer is automatically better. Newer and faster is automatically better. If there were one law that governed society in the 21st century, it would be that. Newer and faster, and faster is equals better. better. That is our truth. And if you can do it, you should do it. Yeah, well, sure. If you have the ability, if we have the technology... We have the technology. Then let's do it. We can rebuild it. <laughs> yes, a $6 million, $6 million Not man nice reference, reference with a $6 million man. Yeah, it just popped in there. Okay. It's still in there, actually. It Is never it? left. Okay. So I was talking to... Um, back to this idea of screens... Yes. And, ...and having unfiltered experiences. Uh, when I was in Nashville a couple of weeks ago, I saw Hannah Parmalee. Remember Hannah? She I do works remember. She um, Pepperdine. Pepperdine University, and she works with a lot of incoming students. And she says that this is a real problem on college campuses, mm-hmm. that uh, students, like, they, they're actually creating a curriculum there at Pepperdine to help students learn how to make friends. Wow. Because their they're incoming freshmen don't have basic social skills. relational you know, you know, social skills. Mm. How, do you, how do I even become friends with people? Well, I don't, you, yeah. You hit them up on Facebook. Well, that, that's what they're doing. You know, so so yeah. these, these kids are coming in. They have 1,800, 2,000 friends on Facebook. Yeah. They don't have a, a group of people on campus. That they hang with. That they can just hang out with on a Friday night. Yeah. Wow. So Hannah and, and some of the folks there at Pepperdine are creating this small group curriculum on a voluntary basis. And they've had like 200, couple hundred students come through it or sign up for it this year. Wow. This is depressing. This is so, it's... It's depressing. It's a, is it depressing? Yeah. Okay. It's depressing. It's depressing. I mean, we're failing... I find our, it interesting. We're failing our kids. Okay. Absolutely failing our kids because what one of the things why it's easy to give kids smartphones is because it occupies them. Uh, and, yeah. it, you know, in the whole Bill Cosby thing, we don't want we justice. Want we just want quiet, yeah. right? Well, hey, they're occupied. They're in the back seat. They're occupied. Cool. Well, all right. Now they're leaving me alone. It's easier. So I can do my own thing. Yeah. I can be fulfilled and I don't, I have, just to don't have to deal with the with hassle, them. right? And and yet then I'm frustrated because they bring it into the dining room table when we're supposed to be connecting, but we're not teaching them how to connect. So That's another video that's gone viral recently is the I forgot my cell phone. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't seen that one. And so it's it's a young lady and she is out doing things with her friends. So they're going hiking. Yeah. You know, and they're, you know, out there in Southern California, it looks like. And uh, and her friend is 
constantly tweeting people and right. or, or uh, te- texting people and taking selfies and all this kind of stuff, and she doesn't have her phone with her, and so she's just stretching mm. and looking at the view and that kind of stuff. Then she goes out to dinner with her friends, and uh, everybody else at the table, their phones light up, and they all reach for their phones and yeah. grab them, and now they're buried their heads in them, and she doesn't have her phone, and so she's the only one at the table kind of staring into the middle of the table. There's this guy, there's a new article I just read about this guy who invented a box, a very wonderfully, beautifully de- decorative box, and it's called like the the present box or something like that. It's a present, you know? Yeah. And it, it uh, you open it up, it has three instructions, one or it, on the top or something, but one is open the box. Two, put your cell phone in the box. Three, <laughs> close the box and be present. Wow. So now he's selling these things for 60 bucks a pop, and people are buying them because it's a family thing that you put. All right, now we're going to be present. So we're going to eat at the dining room table. Here's, here's the box. The other new trend, uh, some guys at, at the church where I, I work um, were telling me about this, is when you go out to dinner with your friends, mm-hmm. everybody puts their phone yeah. in the middle. Whoever grabs it first has, whoever the, grabs their first the check. has to buy lunch for everybody or sure. whatever. And these are cute, but they're yeah. not going to change behavior. They don't, no, they're, not. they're not going to change behavior. It's too addictive. We're addicted to the novelty, we're addicted to the new, we're addicted to the immediacy, because that's the way our brain, unfortunately, works. I also, I had a conversation with a, a summer intern um, a, a couple of months ago, and he was saying when he goes out with a girl for the first time, uh, if she uh, pick, if she texts anybody at any point in time during their date... That's it. That's it. He will not ask her out for a second date. Huh? He wants somebody who will be present... With him, I love that. Yeah, when the guy is alone at fifty, <laughs> I will I will admire he, that guy's integrity. He is a philosophy major, so that <laughs> might explain some things. Philosophy major with a big Duck Dynasty beard, but really, uh, yeah. But he's a, he's a great young man, and I. But I thought that's you know make what my, a stand. You know, I mean, draw a line. Absolutely, my my favorite commercial right now. Is this you know it's it's kind of cheesy but it's beautiful. It, it, I think it's a it's either a Chevy truck commercial or a Ford F one fifty commercial, but but it's about a dad. You just want a truck. I you do just want, want a pickup truck. truck. I do want a truck. Taking his son out to the outdoors, and it shows him getting the camping stuff, and it shows him all these different outdoor settings that he is with his son. It yeah. shows his son marveling at the stars around a campfire, and and they they get to these places obviously with the truck. Right, but it's talking about pass down a legacy that actually matters, or something oh, like that. Okay, it was, and there's a great book called "Last Child Alone in the Woods," uh, "Alone in the Woods," or "Last Child Alone in the Woods," or something like "Last Child in the Woods." Last child in the woods. And it's just talking about how we're we're not exposing our kids to natural beauty yeah. enough, and so they're uncomfortable in that setting. Right. They're only comfortable with a screen. Well, and that's the the new trend in camping is now glamping. Oh, God. Have you heard this? No, I have not heard this. Glamping is glamorous camping. And so they're selling these tents that are outfitted with flat screen TVs and espresso machines and air conditioning and carpeting and uh, lighting, interior lighting Mm -hmm. and the whole thing. And it's called glamping. You got to look that up sometime. I'm not going to look that up. (laughs) It'll just drive me to drink. Drive me to drink. So, I'm a I'm a dad, right? And I have three kids. Two of my kids have smartphones. Yes, and one of them has an uh, iPod, 
Yep. Touch. Yes. What do I do? Mm-hmm. That's, How do that's... I keep them from uh, from becoming zombies, from walking off of curbs and breaking their ankles? Because how do I keep them from camping out? Couple for of the thoughts. New okay. iPhone. Few thoughts. There are a few activities that kids are still involved in, I believe, and that and the parents can get their kids involved in that will stave off the zombie apocalypse. The zombification. Yes, of our children. Or is it zombieization? Whatever you wish to do. I think okay. it's a zombification. Zombification. Yes. Okay. And one of them is still is sports. Okay. Sports, you can't have a cell phone in your hand. That's so, true. It'd be difficult to uh, to have a cell phone in your hand and... and play lacrosse. Yeah. yeah. It's a little challenging. <laughs> lacrosse not, is a two-handed sport. You're yeah, not going to be, be very good at it. Okay. You know? And so uh, I sports naturally, and they have to do teamwork. They have, yeah. to, with have other, to interact with other people. Yeah. They got to work together towards a common goal. I mean, sports teaches them so, so, so much. You and I have talked a lot about the dangers of... Sure. Parents getting way, way too over-involved and, in sports. Yeah, and travel but, leagues and how much money they're spending and all of that kind of stuff. Of which I'm guilty as charged. But uh, uh, getting your kids involved in physical activity with other kids... Gets them outside, gets them fresh air, gets them running around, absolutely. gets the phone out of their hands, gets absolutely. them looking at other kids and interacting with them. You've got to communicate. You've got to work well yes. with others. So one of the things we did was we didn't know if our kids were going to be athletic. We kind of hoped that would be, right? They would be, but... We just said every year you got to have one extracurricular athletic activity. Well, you and Jenny are athletic people. Yes, we you are. Know, we both, had hopes. Jenny plays tennis, and yeah, you play and basketball. She grew up playing. She yeah. played soccer in the college, so okay, she's I didn't more an athlete that. than I am. So we just said something athletic. Now yeah. we also said something artistic. Okay. So again, so, something dance or music or, or something. Yes. Chorus. So they usually play, yes, yeah. sung or they played an instrument or whatever. But every year, one athletic extracurricular and one artistic. Which again, it's difficult to be part of a chorus. It's difficult to play the guitar yeah. or piano or take you know violin lessons with a cell phone in your hands. So these are these are activities you can say, but you give them some uh, pick in that. So whatever athletics endeavor you choose, it's up to you, but you have to do one. And again, that goes back to the principle that we always talk about, that uh, you're not responsible for the choices your kids make, but you are responsible for the choices your kids have. Yes. And so you you let them pick, but you give them some parameters. You say it's got to be some sort of athletic activity. Sure. And they and can the, pick from whatever that includes. Exactly. Horseback riding, tennis, basketball, whatever. And there are some other things um, that you can do in terms of how you structure your home as well. You can just say, look, there are periods uh, that are screen-free. Screen-free, exactly. not screen-free. Not screen-free, Because yes. everything's supposed to be screen-free. Exactly, yes. But, but screen-free, so like dinner did, time, is screen-free. We did, um, this summer, we decided that, that there was too much internet activity. Right. And uh, specifically, we realized there was a lot of internet activity going on late at night, and mm-hmm. we knew that that lends itself to some activities. That we, yeah, so, so we decided 10 o'clock, the internet goes off. Right. And we just unplug the router. That's easy. It's easy. It's easy to do. Right. So that's one of the things that we did. I, um, one of the guys who's in an office down the hall, he works for Lighthouse. Yes. Yeah, I can't remember his name now. But, uh, but uh, uh, in his house, they do technology-free Tuesdays. So does uh, Sarah, one of our fellows at the okay. Screen Free Institute. Yeah. yeah, her family does tech-free Tuesday. Tech-free Tuesday. Yeah, so I like that. Tuesday, you know, starting at 5 o'clock or whatever, when the mm-hmm. kids are done with their homework, mm-hmm. boom. Yeah. The internet goes off, the TV stays off, you do whatever. Right. 
I love it. I, I, again, these aren't hard things to do. It's a little bit like when you go to the doctor, and the doctor says, "Ooh, you're forty pounds overweight, mm-hmm. and your numbers mm-hmm. are off the charts." Hmm. And you say, "Wow, what are we going to do?" And the doctor says, "Well, let's talk about diet and exercise." And exercise. And you go, "Wait, what's that? Let me write this down. Diet and what is this exercise thing of which you speak? Why don't people talk about this more? We all know what we're supposed to do, right? In so many ways, yes. We just don't do it. Well, the biggest, yeah, the biggest myth out there is the education panacea that if yeah. we knew better, then if, we would do better. Please, and that's not true. We all know diet and exercise. We all know that's not new information. Move for more." Anybody. Eat yeah. less. <laughs> less that's it. in here, more out there. That's all it is. And yet we don't do it. So all so same I'll, thing with technology, yeah. right? We know, we know that that's not a wise choice, and and yet we don't do it. Yes. So less screen time, mm-hmm. more. I hate calling it this because it's an Apple term. FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah. More play time. More. Uh, less. And it's. I don't. I like just saying, hey, you know what? I'm not. I don't know what you're gonna do. But you're not going to watch a screen. But, and this is, I think, what a lot of parents are afraid we're about to say. And so if you're listening to this with your kids in the car, you might want to turn it off and come back later so that mm-hmm. they, because if your kids hear what I'm about to say, uh, they may hold you accountable to it. Right. So, but uh, this was the study that came out a couple of weeks ago. The, yeah, the study the that you and I were both yes. looking. One that, of the all time no duh studies. If you want your kids to watch less television, you must watch less television. Come on now. No. Yep. Come on. You as a no, parent no, must that can't watch be true. fewer hours of television. I there is a direct correlation and perhaps even a causation relationship to the amount of time you spend watching television and the amount of time your kids well, now spend watching television. You're just meddling. Yep. I sure yes. am. So you're if you want business. your kids to put the phone down, guess what you're going to have to do? Yeah, amazing. Put the phone down. Absolutely amazing. If you want your kids to spend more time outside, you're going to have to spend more more time time outside. Yep. Doing gardening. Yeah. Right? You know? Taking a walk through the neighborhood. Meeting your neighbors, neighbors. many of whom you are probably already friends with on Facebook. There is a woman in my neighborhood, Mm -hmm. and she and I are friends on Facebook. And I saw her at the uh, pack and mail. I was sending a package the right. other day and she was in line in front of me. And uh and she looked at me and she like she gave me that I know this guy I look. Know this I guy, know this guy. But I only I know, know him, him from? virtually. And then she said, "Oh, you speak at Stone Creek Church mm. sometimes, don't you?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah. And I live around the corner from you and have for 4 years." <laughs> and she had no I like she could yeah. not place me from the neighborhood. But she remembered, oh, yeah, I see your pictures on Facebook yes. and your kids and your girls and your this and that. And this is part of the reality of the world that we live in. But you can be structured. You can be a master of the tools. You know that? Yeah. That we've said that quote before, but it's still one of my favorites, that men have become tools of their tools. Mm-hmm. That's the, that our technology owns us it's, instead of the other way around. Right. This is, but this is a challenge. This is a discipline. This is a, but it's a, it's a. Also, it's a one way to easily help your kids separate themselves, mm. occupationally, relationally later, because the skills that they need to succeed in life are still going to be 
You got to be able to handshake, look in the eye, be confident in front of others, speak well, write well, all that stuff. All that uh, Zig Ziglar, how to I know. win friends and influence people. That's the Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie, sorry. Yeah, yeah. One of those yes. guys from yesteryear. It's, but it's true. Uh, oh, it's still the ability to look true. somebody in the eye yes. and carry on a conversation, be engaging, and be engaged. There's no more, there's no better skills to teach our children. And what I have to do is recognize that those skills are something actually they want to learn. And that they're not going to learn on their own. They're not going to ask for it. Right. But I think they want it. And they're going to pick up cues from you. How do you do this? How are you able to navigate this? How are you able to balance your real-world experiences with your online experiences? Mm. But also... I don't think the world needs more kind of Luddites, technology-free people. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, the, to go to the, the other extreme to I'm say... I'm not going to have a, a smartphone. I'm not going to be yeah, online. I read I'm this gonna... article, and the, my 17-year-old doesn't have a smartphone, and why? Because I say no, and I'm the parent, and, you know... Great, yeah. Okay, good for you. But what are you preparing your kid for? Exactly. You know? It, not life in... You know, I, I just use this word, mm-hmm. real world. Yes. But... But guess what? Social media is here. It's not going away. No, no. Technology is here. The internet is not going to go away anytime soon. And the goal is never isolation. The goal is always integration. Right. And that doesn't mean accommodation. That means you integrated, but you you are deciding how it fits into your life, not you are deciding how to fit you into that world. Yeah. It's out there. It exists. It's a part of reality. And so we have to figure out how to deal with it in a healthy and scream-free sort mm-hmm. of way. And and running away from things, running away from this, is not scream-free. No, no, it's, it's, it's another extreme reaction. But also, here's what happens. is Usually you go back and forth, where you let it slip, you let it slip. You, I mean, this is how I do it, for yeah. sure. You know, you let it slip, you let it slide, let it slide. Then you see, that, oh my gosh, this is really affecting Draw my kids. Line and, and we're going to push from way back the other way. on. We're going to take a six-month exactly. break from all technology. Hiatus. Yeah. Yes. Listen, it's impossible now. I, I have kids in middle school. You have kids in high school. My kids couldn't function in a school without technology. Oh, my kids go to a paper-free school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So textbooks all. are online. Homework right. assignments are done online. Now, you know, one of my daughters stayed home. She had a like a, a bad headache. She turned out she had a rib out of place. She went to the chiropractor, and, he, and she had a rib out of place. I had no idea. You should probably not beat your children. Well, I've stopped. Okay. So um, she uh, uh, stayed home, and she got online, and she got her assignments in real time. Mm, yeah. So she didn't have that lag time where she had to do double homework one day or anything like that. You can't function in a public school or even in a private school like your kids go to. You can't function without being online. So you've got to figure out how are we going to do this Mm -hmm. in a way that makes sense for our long-term goals for our for our family and for our kids. Right. And this is the central goal of the 21st century human. The central goal of the 21st century human is... Integrating technology into your life. How do I integrate technology into my life and, I I think, allow the technology to enhance my life... And serve me. ...without taking over my life. Using it to serve me. But this means I've got to have a radical awareness, self-awareness of all my tendencies, of all the temptations, right? Of all how my brain works and how it's tempted towards easier, faster, newer. Immediacy. 
Yeah, this immediate reward. So maybe you, maybe for me, it was a healthy thing to not upgrade to iOS 7 immediately. Maybe that was me pushing the pause button, saying, I don't have to have it right now. Maybe it was God by preventing it from getting downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> saying, you don't, are you sure you want this? Really? Against the goads Are you there. sure? <laughs> are you sure? I'm working three hard. Three times. I'm trying yes, to keep you out exactly. of this iOS 7 I'm intervening. Mess. I'm intervening. <laughs> all right, fine. Have it. Okay. All you know, right. The Israelites want a king. So, well, okay. <laughs> You want this new king, this lord over you, fine. You can and have the iOS. And of course, iOS. as soon as I got it, I started complaining about it. Sunday school humor. Okay. Right there. All right. Well, thanks for listening to You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things scream-free. Two guys learning how to calm down so we can grow up and get closer to the people who matter most. We'll talk to you more next week. See ya. 48.